Welcome to BIV Today, the business podcast from the newsroom of business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. It's 2020, and we would like to think that we've come a long way in developing an equitable path for women to chart their success as entrepreneurs, but we're far from the ideal situation, one that would actually add $150 billion in incremental gross domestic product by 2026 if we were there. For instance, only 11% of women-owned businesses in Canada are exporting. Export Development Canada is the financial institution with the mandate to enhance our business opportunities and abroad, and in recent weeks it's announced a substantial new level of support for its Women in Trade Investments program. My guest on the podcast today is Jennifer Cook. She's the corporate lead for Women in Trade at EDC. Good to have you with us. Thank you so much, Kirk. It's a pleasure to be here today. Well, listen, that statistic I cited, uh, 11%. Um, 11% of women-owned businesses exporting. Um, obviously, EDC is trying to solve something here. What, what, what is it? Well, it, it's just what you say. There's such a massive opportunity for our country and for our economy to, to, um, to benefit from more women entrepreneurs really thinking big and taking their businesses to the world. We know that women are starting businesses at a faster and faster rate in Canada today. Um, we know that um, they they are developing businesses that are solving problems that the world really needs. And so we just need to support them a little bit to continue to grow and to scale and to actually take those businesses globally because uh, the benefits of them doing that are really incremental and uh, will help all of us. They'll benefit all of us. So, so that's really the goal. Um, you know, we at EDC are... Our, our job every day is working with Canadian companies and helping them um, be successful in international markets to take their business to new international uh, customers in partnership with other federal government um, departments and, and agencies that are, are here to support them and uh, to, to access those new markets and to be successful. So, so it's really about the opportunity, Kirk, uh, that that I think is really in front of us and in front of women entrepreneurs. And, you know, they just need a little bit of extra support to to know that they can do it and that we're here to, to back them up when they do do it. Is that 11% number among women-led businesses very far apart from, say, male-run businesses? To be honest, um, there's been a vast improvement over the last 10 years. Um, women are exporting more, and it is a good point that I believe um, male-owned businesses, only 12% of Canadian male-owned businesses are exporting. So mm. it's not that far off. Mm-hmm. Women have really gained a lot of ground in the last 10 years, and in fact, um, I'd say since 2011, I believe the statistic is that women have increased the proportion of their revenues derived from exports by 250%. So they are advancing, and that's due to a few different factors um, that we've observed. Um, You know, companies that are smaller are starting to export. Uh, We know that generally the companies that women own and run tend to be smaller, uh, less than four employees, and and we're seeing due to the benefits of technology that it's easier to to start selling your products and your services abroad by leveraging things like e-commerce or the internet to deliver services um, more easily internationally. So companies 
um, at a smaller, at, at a earlier and smaller stages in their in their journey are starting to export, as well as women just growing into sectors that are more have more export potential, right? So right now we see a lot of women entrepreneurs in retail sectors, but they're growing in other sectors like tech, like manufacturing, still vastly underrepresented. I don't, uh, uh, you know, want to give any falsities there, but they're starting to to grow in those sectors as well that have more export propensity. So even though there's a, only a percentage point difference here between men and women, would there be a very substantial volume difference? Is it, is it that the, the, the male-led companies tend to be larger companies with greater experience in, in both domestic absolutely. and exporting? Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think you've nailed it on the head there as well. Um, I, I mean, for all Canadian companies, we, we hope to encourage way more of them to, to export, um, period, right? So, mm-hmm. But definitely the volume plays into it. Yeah. Can, can you tell me a bit about w- what you think are some of the impediments? Is it just that these companies are nascent, that they're, they're new and they're still trying to spread out in such a way that they find an export market and take some risks only cautiously? What, what, is, what are the impediments, do you think, still, Jennifer? Well, I think there's some clear evidence um, in the market, Kurt, that there's definitely some some systematic challenges that women face. One of the biggest one is is access to capital. Uh, I would argue that the second largest is access to the right kinds of networks, whether uh-huh. that's networks to access capital or the networks to make the right connections to be able to successfully enter new markets. Um, and then lastly, maybe a little uh, less concrete, I would say has to do with mindset uh-huh. and, you know, helping women see the vision. There's a lot of women entrepreneurs that I I've met over the last year who don't even, they're already exporting, but they don't know it. They don't see themselves as exporters. So that, that mindset of, of thinking big about your business, thinking about the possibilities of how you can access new markets um, is, is something we're, we're all trying to work on, but, but truly access to capital and access to the right kinds of networks are areas that we at EDC in particular are trying to, to really combat some of those challenges along with the, the whole ecosystem supporting women entrepreneurs here in Canada. Is there still some kind of um, financial institution reluctance or VC reluctance to back women per se? Well, I mean, statistics, do show that, for example, when it comes to venture capital, uh, women-founded teams are still vastly underrepresented amongst those receiving um, investment capital. I think the statistic is that more than 90%, in fact, probably closer to 95% of all venture capital in Canada over the last um, year or several years is going to companies with all men founded teams. Um, and that's, that's just one statistic, but, you know, I think it's a combination of, um, of, of that, some, some underlying bias, but as well, are women asking for the funding that they need? I think, you know, we've seen, I've seen examples of that as well, where women are less, 
uh, are more reluctant, sorry, to to ask for funding they need, whether it's equity or debt financing to help them grow. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions um, about how to leverage capital to grow your business. Yeah. So there are, there are three elements of the of, of this new support that EDC is establishing, mm-hmm. and, and I want to walk through each of them with you. Um, the first one is is pretty grand. I mean, you're trying to facilitate $2 billion in trade only in the next, well, three years, and that's eight times more than the target that you were setting only in 2018. That's, that's pretty yep. phenomenal. So there must be a switch that you can trip in some ways here to make things happen fast. Well, you know, we've seen a lot of momentum, Kirk, um, you know, by dedicating resources and setting targets, setting goals, you know, they, they always say you get what you measure, right? So EDC back in 2018 um, decided that, that they wanted to really focus on, on putting some effort and some resources behind supporting more women-owned and women-led companies in Canada because of that vast opportunity. Uh, so they dedicated um, a person, that's me, full time to advancing and executing on a strategy for how we're going to get there. Um, but really, a lot of that is about increasing awareness of, among women entrepreneurs about the services and the tools that are available to them to be able to access new markets and to grow their companies. So, you know, what we're aiming to do is ensure that women entrepreneurs know about the various financial tools that EDC can provide to them, whether that's credit insurance, which helps on so many different fronts, whether it's to be more competitive um, in, in a new market or to protect yourself and have a sleep at night factor, to our loan guarantees um, and, and other uh, financial solutions that they can take advantage of and make sure that they are accessing them at an equal rate. Um, and we're measuring the success of our reach to women entrepreneurs by their success. How much trade are they doing in international markets? Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to benefit Canada. Yeah. You... So, yes, we've set some ambitious goals. Mm-hmm. You know, starting out um, in 2018, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't really fully understand the, the potential necessarily, but $250 million was, you know, was an initial goal. We're happy to say that cumulatively, uh, by the end of 2019, we supported almost 1.2 billion of women-owned and women-led businesses in Canada trading internationally. Um, so we want to just continue that momentum and continue setting uh, increased goals in that regard. But you've got also a very ambitious uh, customer base that you want to develop here. You yes. want to get to a thousand yes. unique customers by 2023, and you had 381 of them in 18. Um, Correct. So, Correct. so am, am I correct in this by virtue of the increased amount of support that you're going to be available, that's going to be available to women-led businesses? Will this be a, a thrust that's principally in the small to medium-sized business sector? Absolutely. I mean, we're not limiting. EDC supports uh, any Canadian business, but the fact is that 99% of our economy is uh, is small and medium-sized businesses. And the majority of women-owned and women-led businesses, I would say, fall into that small and medium-sized category. So absolutely, that's where we're focused. And we're, we're trying to, you know, adjust our, our approach and, you know, reaching women entrepreneurs where they are, 
um, with what they're doing and, and supporting them to be successful. Because you're, you're so, support, yeah. Yeah, sorry, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, you ahead. It's fine. I was just going to say, so, so exactly right. Um, you know, almost more challenging than the trade facilitated goal is the customer served goal because, because we want to be able to reach all of them. Now, beyond financial solutions, EDC also provides a lot of knowledge solutions that can support women entrepreneurs as well as connections. And we're working to, to bring everything to the table and, and, you know, the full toolbox and make sure that women are aware and are accessing that full toolbox that, that EDC can, can support them with. Is some of Whether this, that, yeah, is some of this uh, uh, also working on that mindset that you talk about? Absolutely. And it's, it's giving them the tools that they need to, to think about their business and, and to actually make it, turn it into a reality. So for example, um, things like the trade accelerator program for which EDC is a national partner is, is one example that where we're trying to encourage more and more women entrepreneurs to participate in that program where they can, you know, come away, invest a bit of time and, and learn about how to develop a specific export market strategy and come away with a plan for how they're going to execute on that export strategy. Hmm. We've, um, we've expanded uh, knowledge tools like our online export help hub that women can go in, you know, at any hour of day when they've got a free moment and, and find answers to the most common uh, export related questions. So, you know, at any stage of their business, um, we want to be there to support them with what they need when they need it. So you, you um, I want to ask a bit of a personal question here, Jennifer. I mean, you, you've had this role now for some time and, and yep. you've, you've, you know, you're clearly embracing it. And what, what's been the biggest thing that you've learned? Hmm. Oh, so many things. I mean, um, what's exciting for me, Kirk, is, you know, I, I've been in it, in these entrepreneurs' shoes. I, I was an entrepreneur yeah, once myself. Exactly. Trying to sell um, sell products internationally, whether it was into the United States or into Mexico. And, and you know, uh, eventually that business, um, we decided to, to terminate the business because it was due to lack of capital. Capital is so essential to grow. And so I think women, what I've learned in in the last year in meeting with so many different amazing women entrepreneurs is that they approach business differently and they look at business, I think very holistically, Mm -hmm. not just in terms of the impact for their own business, but with respect to, you know, decisions that might impact all aspects of their life. For example, going into a new market with their business will require them to travel or will require them to spend more time away from home. Well, what's the impact on their family and how are they set up to manage that to be able to be successful in developing a new market when you have to be there and, and be developing relationships in a new market? Yeah. Similarly, with, with you know, um, raising capital to, to grow your business. If a woman approaches the bank and, you know, needs a loan because they've, you know, got an opportunity to take on a large export contract, but the bank, you know, says, well, we, we need a personal guarantee and we want to, you know, um, take, take security over your house. 
a woman's going to think about that really long and hard because chances are she doesn't want to lose that house um, and, and because she's, that's there and it's protection for her family. So there's other considerations that women take, um, but that's why it's extra important to know the resources that are out there. For example, Export Development Canada has an export guarantee program where we work with all the Canadian financial institutions to support them in lending more to Canadian companies that are growing through export contracts. So in many cases, our export guarantee can help the bank say yes more often and might even reduce their need for that personal guarantee. So those are the types of things that um, that I've learned over the last year and that we're continuing to to try and um, make women aware of. You refer to it as holistic, and it's, so it's not necessarily conservative, right? It's just holistic. I would definitely argue that women are no no more risk averse than men are. Okay. They just look at risk differently and evaluate it more holistically, um, and they'll 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 want to understand it and and understand all angles of it before taking the decision to go forward. Um, whereas perhaps a man might be of the nature of just jump in and, and I'll figure it out, right? Um, <laughs> women want to understand, they want to learn and understand, understand the implications and how to mitigate the risks. And, and that's why organizations like EDC are, are really great for them because we can help them do that upfront. Hey, tell me a little bit about now, uh, as, as we conclude, where you think your program, and then you would see all kinds of other programs out there as well, encouraging women in business and women uh, in export business in particular, where, where might this place Canada as, as a country in, other, in respect to other countries around um, how dynamic its export-driven markets will be with, uh, with, with women leading uh, the businesses that, that are engaged in them? Well, I think Canada certainly is a leader in terms of, you know, our our um, purposeful and conscious efforts to support more women-owned and women-led businesses to grow uh, and, and to grow globally in Canada. I think, you know, through Canada's Women's Entrepreneurship Strategy, of which EDC is, is one of the many federal partners engaged in that strategy, um, we're building a lot of momentum and, you know, um, we're trying to tackle the biggest challenges that women face. One thing we, we didn't really talk about, um, you know, when we were talking about access to capital is really about, about our Women in Trade Investment Program, which was the third mm-hmm. major um, announcement that EDC made last week in terms of an increase to our Women in Trade Investment Program, which we launched last year at it's, 50 million. We're adding another 50 million into that that pool of funds to support women entrepreneurs. But we're doing it in a in a unique way, Kirk. What I mean is that we're we're doing it through direct investments in women-owned, women-led companies in Canada. But we're also looking to invest in um, in funds that yeah. are showing a commitment to to gender diversity as well. What I mean is by putting money in the hands of more women, uh, making investment decisions, I think we'll really be able to move the needle in advancing women-owned and women-led businesses, which will be a real game. 
how do you how do you think? Yeah, yeah. It, and how do you think, Jennifer? It will um, define uh, the nature, the almost the personality of our businesses in, say, the decade or two to come. Um, well, I mean, it comes down to I, I think what's been proven by many studies is that gender equality in all aspects of business is a positive thing. And, you know, having balanced teams with, with diversity, diverse teams, they do make better decisions. They are more creative. They're more profitable. They perform better. So overall, it's better for, for our economy, for our future, for our families. Um, if we can encourage more companies to take a, a gender and diverse approach, I think we'll all be better off because companies will be stronger. Yeah. You've got a real passion for this. It sounds like a, a great program, and I think a lot of businesses, of course, are going to take a wonderful advantage of it. I want to thank you for your time today, Jennifer. It's been great talking to you. Thank you, and likewise. Um, this is very close to my heart, and, and I'm confident that we're going to continue to make more progress. So thank you so much for for the opportunity to speak with you and with your audience today, thank Kirk. You. Jennifer Cook is the corporate lead for women in trade at uh, the Export Development Corporation. You've been listening, or Export Development Canada. Uh, you've been listening to BIV Today. I'm Kirk LaPointe. Thanks a lot for listening. <laughs>